Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. Spiritual gifts, I'm in 1 Corinthians, I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 12 again, just to remind us what we're doing. Um, last week we went over, well, last two weeks, we've been on word, words of wisdom, word of wisdom and word of knowledge, talking about the gifts of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit can give to you. Um, as you need it, the manifestational gifts of the Spirit. My collar messed up. See, that's a gift. How many knows your wife is a gift? That's a manifestational gift. It's a demonstration of a manifestation. Um, what is, the anointing can, cannot flow if your collar's off, can it? I mean, no, no. Not some places. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's read um, 1 Corinthians 12. Um, I don't know. I just felt like reading them. We haven't read it in a while. So um, verse, verse 4, I don't know, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts. I mean, those are different gifts, but the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit gives different gifts. So you can't make a movement off of just one gift. It's different gifts. There were differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There were diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Uh, And again, if if you didn't write this down last time we went over this, the manifestation of the Spirit is the mighty spiritual resources of power it is made available to the church. The mighty spiritual resources of power. The mighty spiritual resources of power that is available to the church. And I don't know about you, but we, we need it. That's, that's a dark world out there. It's a hurting world out there. And if we've ever needed the mighty spiritual resources of power that is made available to the church, is right now. And so whenever you need a word of wisdom... He can give it to you. A word of knowledge, he can give it to you. We know it last week. So the Bible says, for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, which we're going to look at tonight, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing the same Spirit, or the Holy Spirit distributes each one individually as He wills. Everybody says that as He wills. So whenever, whenever He wills, He can give you a word of wisdom, He can give you a word of knowledge, um, and then a word of discernment. Uh, so let's go to discernment, and I was, um, I, this one here is, is, is very important. I think probably it it could. I, I don't know. I hate to put him categorize it, but uh, boy, do we really need discernment? And um, and so I think you know a lot of things. The reason why I'm teaching this is because um, well, it's in the Bible, number one. But we want to make sure that you know if we if we know it, if we if we're familiar with it, um, then then we can we can flow in these we can flow in the gifts. If you have no idea that are even available to you. A lot of times you'll have it at your disposal and you don't even realize, you don't even realize it. So discern the spirits. 
Uh, number three. Is this thing on? Number three. Uh, discern the spirits is a supernatural, the supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to perceive. And I think that's, that's very, that's very um, important there to perceive the perception, the source of a spiritual manifestation. You say, wait a minute, I got to, I got to be able to perceive the source. <laughs> that means there must be more than one source, right? Just because we're in church can't just say this, it's only just the Holy Spirit. There's other, there's other spirits out there. So to perceive the source of a spiritual manifestation and determine whether it is of God, whether it is of the devil, or whether it is of man. Mm. So if if we're gonna if we're gonna understand that to be the you know how I many know sometimes it could be the spirit of God moving on your life, or the spirit of God speaking to you, or the spirit of God moving. Sometimes it can be the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of the devil, and sometimes it could be your own spirit. It could be your flesh. So we need discernment to know which one which one it is. Uh, there are three dimensions of the spirit world. There is the world of the spirit of God. There is the world of the spirit of the enemy. And there's the world of the human s- spirit. I guess if I was going to teach you on, on, on the word world, the world, you have to see the world as a system. So there's a system or even a, a kingdom. So there's a, there's a kingdom of, there's a kingdom of, of, of this world. There's a kingdom uh, which was the kingdom of, of, of the enemy, there's the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of the, of the human spirit. The thing that's very important that we have to understand, and we don't, we don't a lot of times acknowledge, that we're in contact with all three. You're always in contact with all three. Not just when you come to church. Well, let me go to church so I can get in contact with the, with, with the, with the spirit of God. No, you're always in contact with the spirit of God. You're never not in contact with the spirit of God. Well, let me run. Oh, let me stop. A scripture just hit me. The, the Bible says in Psalms, David says, if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Amen. If I go to the bottom, the, the most other parts of the, of, the, of the earth, behold, you are there. So basically, he's, he's letting us know the omnipresence of God. He, he's, he's always there. Um, you're always in contact of the spirit of the enemy. Now, the enemy is not omnipresent the way that God is omnipresent. Um, so, so the enemy, Satan, I mean, no, Satan is the enemy. He's not omnipresent, but he has a kingdom and he has, he has demonic spirits that's all, all over. And so the bottom line is you're, you're always in, you're always in, um, in contact with, with the enemy. I mean, that, that's, that's just, that's, that's, that should drive you to your knees right there. I'm always not just when you feel it or it manifests its presence, you're always in contact with the Spirit of God. You're always in contact with the Spirit of the enemy, and you're always in contact with the, with the human spirit, obviously, because that's what's there. So you're always, and so that's why you're always, that's why it's a, that's why it's a battle. Why is, why is it a battle? Because you're in contact with all three, and you want to, you want to be able to obey. We want to obey the Spirit of God. So anyway, so we're in contact. The discerning of spirits enables you to tell which spirit is in operation. So we need help from the Holy Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit to, to manifest his presence, to, to give us discernment of spirits, discernment, so we can tell God, 
Is this of you? Is this of the enemy? Or is this just me? Right? Um, the Spirit of God. Let's go to Acts chapter number 10. So I like to give a, um, I like to give a, on Wednesday night, we got time, so we just, just open our Bible and just read it. So um, a reference of, this, of this, the Spirit of God, and, and here Cornelius and Peter. Um, <clears throat> I, lo- I love this whole story. I could, I could really read the whole thing, and I might read a lot of it. Um, let's just go to verse 17, I guess. Peter had just, in verse 9 through 16, Peter had just had a vision. He had just had a vision that basically what God was showing him, what was clean and what was unclean. Remember, Peter was all about Judaism. He was all about the Jews, about Jesus coming, you know, the the Messiah coming just for the Jews. And God's having to teach him, says, no, he's coming from the Jew and the Gentile. So he's having to learn this. He's having to learn this. And so, um, so, you know, that's pretty much that, that, that story. So, so we pick up on that after, after Peter just had a, had a vision. Um, anyway, let's read verse 9. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near to the city, P- Peter went up to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And then, there became a ve- then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a, a trance. Now, we stop hearing to use that word trance, call them back, you start getting all weird on me and all this kind of stuff. But the actual great word there is, is actually to, to another place. God just, just took him, it, it just, just, just took him to the, spirit, the spiritual realm. We, we could it just be sensitive to the spiritual realm. And, and saw what, and let me just, let me just, see, this, I just want to clarify something. This proves again right here that, that the, the, the devil is not a creator. Even a word like like a trance, when it, when it, when people of that that is being that is being controlled by evil spirits, hypnosis, or anything that has to do with trance, that has to do with New Age philosophy or or demonic spirits or whatever, they're still taking something that is holy and making it unholy. You understand? What I'm, they don't they don't matter with that. So 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 then we see a word like trance, a trance. So automatically we we we. Re- put the word trance to where something that is that is that is you know spiritual as far as worldly but basically all it means is is that we're allowing the spirit of god to take us and show us some things that we cannot see in the natural he'll show us in the supernatural okay and so the devil would take that same that 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 same function there but he'll he'll show you something uh, you know that that is that is that is not holy. So anyway, I, don't, I just felt like clarifying that because we see a word, we think that the devil. Oh, that's the devil's word. He created devil. The enemy don't create nothing. He perverts everything. Do what I just said. He perverts everything. Um. Anyway, it kind of goes in with this, and so 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 with this, he says in this trance or in this vision. He saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, held by four corners, descending to him and let down on earth. And in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, says, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But then Peter says, 
Not so, Lord, or no, Lord. Well, that, well, he's in trouble right then. Because there's no such thing as no, Lord. He can't be your Lord and you say no. You can, he, he's never your Lord when you say no. If he's your Lord, you always say yes, whether you don't understand it or not. So you can see here, he's really trying to figure this thing out here. So anyway, but he, that's what he says. Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten of anything common or unclean or kosher. You know, he's Jewish. You know, obviously, there's, there's some animals here that we, we cannot touch. So that's what he's talking about here. Verse 15, and a voice spoke to him again the second time, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. So in other words, what he's saying is, is anything that I call clean is not unclean. Anyway, just trying to teach you something here. This was done three times and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, two men which had been sent from, from Cornelius has made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. He, they were asking for, for Simon the Rock is what they were asking for. Make sure they knew that was a sign that was a common name. While Peter thought about the vision, so Peter's in the trying to figure out what does all this mean? The spirit, verse 19, the spirit said to him. See, we can't pick and choose stuff out of the Bible that we like. And when it gets too deep for us or outside of our doctrine, we just throw it out. The spirit said to him. So that means the spirit talks to us. So he just so the spirit, the spirit said to him, What kind of spirit? I just told you there's three. We're in contact with all three. So you better make sure you're in tune that you know how to discern with the, the, the difference. Because he could be thinking, wow, he just, <laughs> I just got a vision of eating some barbecue. But I'm Jewish. I sure hope that's of God because it might be in my flesh. And I'm serious. Grace all pig. You know, he saw the four-footed animals. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, God said, no, it's good. Now, I hear God say that all the time. Go eat you, go eat you, some, go eat you some beef. Go get you a ribeye. You, you too, Steve, you hear that a lot. Yeah. I hear the Spirit talking to me right now about some stuff. <laughs> Turkey and cheese. <laughs> yeah, might be the other Spirit. While Peter thought about these visions, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. This is discernment. He's saying, they come for me. You say, can it be this simple? If you're walking close enough to God, yes. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion or the, the, the Roman leader, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. So they're saying an angel came before them. And we'll see it here in a second. Remember, this is a centurion. This is a Roman. And obviously this is a Roman who obviously has, has been has has been converted over to Judaism. But now he's getting ready to be converted over to Christianity. Okay, so that's basically what is happening here. This is a Roman soldier. 
And, and it's amazing that you see here, he, he says, let's go back and read this again. I won't want to spend this much time, but it looks like we are. Cornelius, the centurion, the just man, a nation of Jews, divinely instructed. He was divinely instructed by an holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear the words from you. He, he, God sent an angel in a vision, but he sent a man to preach to him. There's some things that God will send from heaven to get your attention. But in the age which we're living in, he's always going to use a man to get the word to you. Ain't talking about a man, a person, a man, a woman. Don't get woke on me now. Let's just stay focused. Jeez. Was divinely instructed by a holy angel to some of you. Else. Then he invited them in a and in, in lodged. He man and lodged them in. The next day, Peter, they, he said, "Stay here." They went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied them. Anyway, so the following day, they entered in Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he had called together his relatives and close friends. So now Cornelius is not just Cornelius there. But it says all his friends and family. We know the whole story about Cornelius. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up. I myself, is no, I'm, I'm just also a man. Can't worship me. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. He sees his whole family in there. Now here's a, let me go ahead. Discernment is all over the place here. This is a Roman centurion. There's nothing on the outside, there's nothing in the flesh that, that certifies the fact that this man would want somebody like Peter to come into his house. Number one, he's a, he's a Jew. And number two, he's a follower of Jesus. So anything else, we, 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 but, but Jesus just showed, God just showed him a vision. Don't call anything that I call clean, unclean. He had no idea what it was about. He thought he was talking about whether or not he should go to Smithfield's after church or not. He said, no, I'm, you, I'm sending you to, to Cornelius' house. Then he said to them, you are, then he said to them, and we go to verse 27, and as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one, go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I come without objection. As soon as I was sent for, I asked then, and for what reason have you sent for me to come? So what reason have you sent me to come? I really I don't know why I'm here. So Cornelius says, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. That's an angel. An angel showed up for him. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. And when he comes, he shall speak to you. So I see him immediately and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are present for God is here and all things are commanded by God. And so we see, go to verse 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God showed no partiality, but in every nation, whosoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Anyway, I just read all that, just for the whole point. That's just a whole cool story of discernment at work. 
Cornelius had to have discernment by the, by the Holy Spirit to even ask for Peter to make sure he wasn't going to do something, you know, against him. And then Peter really had to walk in discernment and see that, that, that he is of God. So Peter knew this wasn't a trap. Peter knew it wasn't something that was going to throw him off. Peter knew by discernment this is what God would have him to do. Okay? It's a long story, but I like it. Um, the spirit of the enemy. How do we know about the spirit of the enemy? So uh, the, the apostle Paul perceived a demon spirit in a woman even though she was speaking the truth. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's read about that. I had encountered some of them myself. Acts 16, 16. Now it happened as, as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination, fortune-telling, met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us. Talking about Luke. Luke is us. Remember, he, he's writing this. And cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. <laughs> Hear what she just said? These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Wow. She preaching. Sounds good, doesn't it? And, but something say, something ain't right. That's discernment. How, how in the world? Because they're saying the right thing, but it's being driven by another spirit. And this she did for many days. And all she's doing is walking around. Hey, these are servants of the most high God. They show us the way of salvation. Hey, these people, this guy's here on the servant of the most high God. Shows us to the way of salvation. Hey, guys, they, this guy, they're doing, what, what is she doing wrong? All right. And she did this for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, how did he know? I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, come out of her, and he came out that very hour. Who came out? The demonic spirit, the devil that was in her. And all she was doing was saying, these men are of the most high God. So anyway, if you read the whole thing out, the bottom line of the whole story is, is that they had a job to do and they were, they were really just going to people as God was leading. She was stirring up a crowd. She was causing trouble. She was trying to get attention from people. In other words, they were in there. Remember, Christianity is not popular right now. And these guys are risking their life even to be where they are. And so what sounds like to the flesh, oh, they mean well, she's good, leave her alone. But she's being led by a spirit of the enemy to hinder. See, when we're being led without discernment of the Holy Spirit, it sounds right. It, it looks right. Might even feel right. But then the Holy Spirit says, no, it ain't right. See what I'm saying? That's discernment. That comes, that comes from the Holy Spirit. And and it's and, and obviously with this spirit, it's it's always it's always trying to and, and here in this aspect of it here is it's it's, it's trying to discredit the 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 authority that 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 Paul and Silas was walking in. 
So anyway, so that's what, so that's, 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 very, that's very important. That's how people can get led astray. That's how church people get led astray. That's, that's how novice people who just entered into faith. I mean, people can, I mean, the devil knows the scripture. I mean, they sound right and everything else. But, and, and again, you say, well, well I want that. Where, where can I pick that up? I, I, I just forget word, wisdom, and knowledge. I just need that discernment <laughs> every day. Well, of course we do. That's why, let me go back and say, that's why every single day, I just do, every single day, pray and ask God for the gifts of the Spirit. God, I pray, I, I, God, I just, I just thank you, Lord. He gives as he wills. Really, he gives as we need it. You don't need it unless you're in front of, unless you're in front of something. One of nine gifts of the Spirit is, is healing, the gifts of healing. Be honest with you, I don't need the gift of healing unless I'm in front of somebody who needs prayer for healing. So I don't have the gift of healing to come on with me while I'm driving my car down the road. I don't need it for that. I might need a word of wisdom and knowledge or where I'm going or whatever. But, but so every day, God I, God, I thank you for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment of the Spirit. God, I thank you for faith, miracles, and healing. I thank you, God, for tons of interpretations, tons of prophecy. I can read them off that way because I pray it some, all the time, sometimes several times a day. God, you know what I need and when I need it. I'm getting ready to go to a meeting. God, I need, I, I need discernment. I mean, and, and I'll be honest with you. It's always there. It's always there. I don't get it every time. Sometimes I don't get it. I miss it. But hey, I, I do believe with all my heart it's always there. Amen? So anyway, that's, that's a pretty good one. Um, the human spirit in Acts 8, 8, 18 and 23. Peter discerned a jealous, bitter human spirit operating in Simon the sorcerer. This is a pretty cool one too. Um, Acts 8. Acts 8 and 18. Um, well, let's go to verse 14. Uh, let's go to verse 9. We, we're, it's Wednesday night, right? But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria. I mean, he bewitched them. He's practicing sorcery and, be, and astonished them, bewitched them. People of Samaria claiming that he was someone great. To whom all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the, is the great power of God, or is the, actually said, is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them or bewitched them with sorcery for a long time. But when they believed Philip, Philip now is, is in the area he's preaching, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. Then Simon himself also believed, and he was baptized. Boy, that's a revival. I mean, not only people getting, I mean, you got witches getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen, getting saved. Amen? That's what I'm after. You want to move with God, man, I'm talking about people that's practicing witchcraft getting, getting set free. Boy, that's when you know God is doing some great stuff. So that's what happened to him. <clears throat> then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing their miracles and signs, which was done. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. See, Philip is there. Then they heard they got the people getting saved. So they sent the heavy hitters in there. Now they sent Peter and John. Go in there, man. These Samaritans are getting, getting saved. 
whom when they had come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, receive the, receive the gifts of the Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Boy, if I was teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then this is right here, where do you do it? They were, they, were, they, were, they were baptized in the name of Jesus, which is what? Evidence of what? Salvation. They weren't baptized to be saved. They were baptized because they were saved. Is everybody with me? I'm going to take a time and teach real fast. So that's what has happened. The Samaritans over Philip's preaching, just like Simon the sorcerer, they got saved. They became believers, followers of God. So you know what it says? Even to the point there were so many of them, they says, hey, these people are, they're now, they now, they're now believers. They've been saved, whatever category, however you want to put it on there. We need, we need Peter and John here so that they can receive the gifts of the Spirit. Because they're going to need them. They're going to go out, they, they got to go out there and get them. And so here, so here they come. And so when they come down, they pray that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet... He, who's capital E, Holy Spirit, had fallen upon none of them. They had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by his authority. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that, through the laying the hands on the apostles, let me back up. And when Simon saw that, through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money. Now, let me stop right here and say, let me, let me just go ahead and really just, let me, people always want, this is a very active church. This is a very, this is a very uh, demonstration of the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit church. Would you agree? You understand what I just said? This is a very demonstration, a manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit church. That means you might have somebody over here crying, you might have somebody over here you're laughing, you might have somebody with their hands up, you might have somebody with their hands down, you might have somebody jumping, you might have somebody standing there, you might have somebody standing up, you might have somebody sitting there, you might have somebody running, you might have somebody, I mean, it's just, it's just the moving of the Holy Spirit and people moving the Holy Spirit a different way. But one thing for sure is when the Spirit of God hits you, you're going to respond somehow or another. The biggest key word of this and I'm in, a, I'm in a lot right now. I got to try to get out of here in like six minutes. But one of, the, um, one of the main things here that is important to me when you see this, the Bible says when Simon saw, instead when, people, when Simon heard, he saw something. Now, I understand. Let me go ahead and I know far be it for me to get myself in trouble over something myself in this pulpit, but I'm going, I'm going to reach out a little bit and, and do it anyway. But in most churches in America today, people come in and they won't see anything that shows the evidence that the Holy Spirit of God is, is working in any church. I'm just being honest with you because at least we offend somebody. Oh my goodness. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Right? You might offend somebody. Somebody might not understand. Look, we preach the gospel and let the Holy Spirit deal with all of that. As long as I stay on this, as long as, long as I can stand on this, I'm, I'm okay. Okay? God can take care of himself. He's a big boy. All right? But what I love about this, the Bible said that Simon saw something. 
Now, this, this dude ain't no joke. This dude, was, this dude was a sorcerer. He used sorcery. He was demon-possessed, man. He can, he can make people hypnotic. He can make them think they saw something, see stuff, don't think they're talking to the dead, the whole night. You understand what, I'm, what kind of guy this is here? So just seeing a bunch of people standing like a bunch of icicles just, you know, and then leaving church the same way they came is not going to move him. He didn't come from Sunday school and ain't never seen nothing but a bunch of felt men thrown, you know, paper men thrown up on the felt board. Y'all remember those? Anybody, got, anybody don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you remember that? That ain't, what he, that, ain't, that ain't what he saw and says, I want some of that. He saw people falling out in the spirit. He saw people praising God in other tongues. He saw people prophesying. He saw people shouting. He saw people getting free through the power of God. And Simon says, forget this witchcraft stuff. I want some of that. That's what I love about, that's what I love about highest praise. There's some people, religious people come here and say, well, I'm offended. I don't need all that. But then you got people who are really hungry for God says, I want some of that. Budweiser used to make me do that. Jack Daniels used to make me do that. Crack cocaine used to make me do that. I used to take enough, enough quaaludes to make me do like that. I don't want to have to do that. I want some of that. Hmm. Okay. Just that one little S-A-W. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands. Oh, talking about the transferring of the anointing of God. Mm, it's tangible. I said it's tangible. Was given. I got to read it again. It's just so good. It's like, it's like the fourth time I read this now. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money. Now again, he's, oh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> he's just pushing me. He's got a sense of humor tonight. He's like, say it. See, again, this is not the operation of, of salvation which comes through the Holy Spirit. I can't lay hands on anybody and give them the gift of salvation. Can I teach? Can you give me three more minutes so I can teach this? Let's read it again for the fifth time. Now, where am I? 18. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. This was not laying on hands and they got saved because they're already saved. It was a baptism in the Holy Spirit, which was endowed with power for service. It's biblical people can receive the gifts of the Spirit through the laying of their hands. But you can lay hands on people all day long. That don't make them saved. Let me talk to you guys. Right? Do you believe it or not? Do you believe that we can lay hands on somebody and they get saved because you laid hands on them? Do you believe that? If you do, we're going to stay here at 10.30, I promise you. 
The Bible says you confess with your mouth what? What you believe in your heart. What do you believe in your heart? I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. His name is Jesus. That's the only way you can be saved. And with the mouth, confession is made. That's it. If that's the case, I would, I, I would, I would, I would commission every one of you. Go lay hands on 10 people before you go home tonight. We need to add some more people to the kingdom of heaven. Wouldn't that be great? And what happened, was it? I had people lay hands on me when I was growing up in church, and I left just as messed up as it was when I got in there. It didn't work. But when I said that prayer one day, ain't nobody lay hands on me. Right? I didn't come in here to do this. I, it just, I just got stuck on this one scripture. I want us to understand. Do we understand? Now, okay, the good news is, let me, let me go ahead and finish my teaching here. But the same Bible teaches that you can, re- you can receive this. Not, there, there's, there's three different ways. You, you, can, you can receive it by laying on your hands. You can receive it by the spoken word. You can receive it by the atmosphere that you're in. Does everybody that received the gifts of the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, receive it because somebody laid hands on them? No. The Bible says, while Peter yet spoke the word, the Holy Spirit fell on them which received the word. And we can use Peter. Sometimes he laid hands on them. Sometimes he just walked by them, his shadow. And sometimes he spoke a word. Amen? That's why you come to church like this. You just leave here and all of a sudden you start flowing in the, in, the, in the guilt of the spirit and nobody hasn't laid hands on you. You just say, well, I went to church and said you had to lay hands on you. Well, the Bible says there's three different ways you can receive it. Just by being in the same atmosphere. You don't have to smoke a cigarette, but you should go in the kangaroo and come out and smell like a barn. Why? Because that smoke is tangible. You can come to church talking about, I don't want nothing these people got and leave talking about, oh, thank you, God. I just love you, Lord. I wish I'm coming back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What was in here got on you. Yeah. Oh, 46. One minute over. Amen. So let's just finish this. Um, oh, I didn't finish this. Let me get the 23rd. A little road. And Simon, six or seven time. And when Simon saw it through the laying of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God would be purchased with money. Now he says, I want to be able to do that too. But through discernment, remember we're teaching on discernment and all the other stuff I've been teaching on. We're teaching on discernment. That was by the Holy Spirit told him. He says, no, this is flesh. He wants, he's using sorcery making money through magic. You don't make money off the gifts of spirit being flowing, flowing through your hands. Okay? You have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Then you tell him, repent. Therefore, of this wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. 
wife will say, you're a poison by bitterness and bound by iniquity. That's pride. And Simon said, pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem and preached in the meaning of it. Anyway, so he prayed and, and for the sin of faith. But how do they know? I mean, they just, through discernment, they realized that, that this guy right here wanted um, the wrong thing through discernment. Did y'all get anything out of this? <laughs> I hope so. Everybody stand. Let's pray. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you take every word that I've spoken, everything that we taught tonight, God, bring clarity. Come on, this is what I'm going to pray over you so you can receive this. God, that we receive clarity and understanding. Lord, we need discernment in the hour which we're living. And, Lord, we know that discernment can only come through you and by you. So, Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that, that Lord, may we, may we desire your gifts. God, may our spirit be open to receive your gifts and walk in those gifts, Lord. And, God, may we be able to discern, Lord, whether the spirits is coming after us and trying to lead us or guide us or are you or the enemy or our flesh. And, Lord, we're going to thank you and praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you. We hope you enjoyed this message from our midweek experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.